0: the self-employment tax rate is 15.3%. So the taxes you would pay on a small 1099 NEC for some side work for let's say $2,000 would actually be a lot more than you would pay if you had W-2 income of $2,000. And the difference is just those self-employment
1: taxes. Welcome to What Your CPA Wants You To Know.
0: A podcast for business owners and those planning to make the jump into entrepreneurship. If you're thinking, I've got a great business idea, but what's next? This podcast is for you.
1: I'm Carson Sands.
0: And I'm Taryn Sands.
1: I'm a CPA with over 10 years of experience helping people start and grow their businesses.
0: And I'm an MBA with a specialization in marketing and entrepreneurship.
1: Follow along as we share the ins and outs of running a business while keeping your family and sanity intact.
0: And how to save tax dollars without breaking any IRS rules or triggering a painful audit.
1: We're here to share everything your CPA wants you to know.
0: In a fun and easy to understand way.
1: Let's get started.
0: Let's do it. Today we are going to discuss common mistakes your CPA wants you to avoid when getting your business started.
1: That's right the ones we see every day here at our CPA firm.
0: And just a quick little reminder that this podcast assumes that you have a great business idea and you just need help with the paperwork and accounting side of your business. So when we talk about the mistakes we see, we are talking about the actual setup, taxes, accounting, and paperwork. Not having a bad business idea poor marketing, bad location, etc. So we know you all have a great business idea, but what common mistake should you avoid?
1: Yeah, we've seen so many businesses with great ideas fail to do these important things from the beginning. And that causes a lot of problems and headaches down the road that are really avoidable.
0: We've seen business owners get to the end of the year and have no idea that they made $200,000 in profit. They didn't do any bookkeeping of any kind, so it was a shock. And the worst part was that they still owed the taxes for that income, but had no plan how to pay them because the money was spent.
1: Yeah, and those are the situations we want you to avoid when getting started. So take the paperwork and accounting side of your business seriously right from the beginning to get started on the right foot.
0: So we have five things we see come up at our firm over and over again. These are the things you want to avoid when you're getting everything set up and started in your business. As it says in our new business guide many, many times, start as you intend to go. And that's just what you want to do when you're starting a business.
1: That's right. So number one, get a bank account, a bank account that's separate from the bank account you operate your normal everyday life out of. It's really easy. It's really cheap. And you should do it right now because it's the number one way to guarantee that your income and expenses can be properly accounted for. If you're trying to mix things through your personal account, business and personal all running through the same account, it's not going to go well. You're not going to be able to keep track of everything. And you're going to miss expenses.
0: Right. And really, let's just say worst case scenario, you have separate bank accounts and you didn't do any bookkeeping all year. You still can go down that bank statements for the business and see all of your expenses pretty easily, even if you didn't do bookkeeping.
1: That's right. You could take it to an accountant or bookkeeper and they could help you get caught up as long as you have that separation. But if you don't have that, it's going to be nearly impossible for anyone to help you get caught up. Make sure you do that. And another thing that is really helpful about doing that is that it creates a separation for you in your own mind. You need to pay yourself out of your business. That's the reason we're all working and running a business. So make sure you have your business account and pay yourself to your personal account on a regular basis. And the last benefit is that if you do set up an LLC, running your business through a single account is what a lawyer would call commingling assets. And a lot of times that can negate the protection that you get from an LLC.
0: And the last thing that you didn't mention was that having those separated makes tax time a lot easier and everybody has to pay taxes. So this just makes everything a little bit easier on you.
1: So much easier if you, heaven forbid, get audited by the IRS. If you sit across from the agent with a business bank account and you know every transaction in there is business related, you're going to have so much more confidence and so much less stress.
0: So that is a big one we see quite often and it is so easy to do. So go open that separate bank account. The next one we see is failing to keep up with your bookkeeping. So what is bookkeeping exactly, in case anyone is wondering? The definition of bookkeeping is the activity of keeping record of the financial affairs of a business. Or, more simply put, it is keeping track of a business's income and the expenses. Now, some people choose to do bookkeeping with a software like QuickBooks or FreshBooks where it will actually load your bank statement and you just go through the bank statement and assign a category to each transaction. So if you see a $50 transaction from, let's say, Staples, you would label that as office supplies. When deposits pull up, you would categorize those as income. And at the end of the year, you would have a total of all of your income and all of your expenses. But you don't necessarily have to have a software to do all that. You can just use an Excel spreadsheet or even just a piece of paper to keep track of your categories, especially when you're just getting started. What bookkeeping system you choose is really just a means to an end. The reason you do bookkeeping is to be able to see what the total income and total expenses are for your business. This information helps you make business decisions like when can you make a big purchase or hire help or let you see what part of your business is actually making the most money. Having a set of books helps make all of those important business decisions. So why is not doing bookkeeping a mistake? Where we see it make the most impact and cause the most problems is when businesses don't do any bookkeeping all year and then it's tax time. The government requires you to pay taxes on your business income, and the way your CPA files your tax return is by looking at your business income and expenses. If you don't have a set of books, how are you supposed to file a tax return? You really can't, and there's no way for you to know how much you will need to pay in taxes.
1: That's right. And you may get a 1099K from Square, Venmo, Clover, or any other credit card processing company, or you might get a 1099-NEC from people that you did contract work for and they paid you by check. But what you won't get is any tax form showing what your expenses were. So all of that income will get reported to the IRS and you're going to know exactly how much that is from the 1099s. But if you're not tracking your expenses properly, then you won't have any expenses to help offset that income.
0: Exactly. And you will pay too much in taxes. So you need to keep track of your business income and expenses. We recommend sitting down and knocking that out at least once a month, maybe more depending on the type of your business. But that will ensure that you know where your business stands, when you need to make important financial decisions, when tax season rolls around, and you will be prepared with your financials and not surprised by the amount you owe in taxes.
1: Absolutely. And that leads us into the next mistake we see not only new business owners make, but all business owners. And that is forgetting to set aside a portion of profits to pay income taxes. This is how income taxes work for businesses. First, you make all of your income, and then you deduct all of your expenses against that income, and that number that you have left is your net profit. You have to pay tax on that net profit. You have to pay two kinds of taxes on that, and that's income taxes and self-employment taxes. Now, you're probably used to, if you've always had a regular job, that somebody is withholding taxes from your paycheck and paying those into the government for you. But nobody's doing that when you own your own business. You have to do it yourself. So make sure you set aside money each time you make an income and get ready to pay it in as taxes.
0: Yeah, that's a huge change when you go from a W-2 job because you're slowly paying in taxes all year long. And then if you're self-employed, you're not paying in any taxes. And that first year rolls around and you owe just like this huge chunk and it's all at once. And that's very different from when you had a job making a little payments along the way. So how much should you set aside for taxes? What is the rule of thumb and is there a certain percentage or what do you suggest people do when they start out?
1: Yes, there is a good rule of thumb. Income taxes will be at your income tax rate and that depends on how much money you make. But the self-employment tax is always 15.3%. In total, the range that you might expect to pay on the profits that you make are 25 to 40%. It can go as high as even over 50%. But once you're making that much money, then we'll be having a serious conversation about a different entity selection, maybe converting to an S Corp. And that's something we'll talk about on a future episode. But for practical purposes, you can expect to be paying in total 25 to 40% of your profits.
0: So, why is it a range? People don't like ranges. They wanna know how much do I need to set aside? What percentage? will ensure that I don't have any surprises at tax time.
1: I know. And I wish I had an easy answer for you. But <laughs> what we can't predict is exactly how much money you'll make. And we also don't know if you're married or single and how many children you have. All of those things can affect your income tax rate. And what your spouse is making can also affect your income tax rate. Your spouse might already be making so much money that the first dollar you make is already in the 24% tax bracket, or you might be single, in which case you're only being taxed at 10% on your income. And that's only after you cross the standard deduction. So it can vary quite a bit, but for practical purposes, 25 to 40%. And if you're setting aside a third, that's a pretty safe bet that you're going to be okay.
0: Okay. So you're going to be pretty safe and set aside
1: 35%. That would be really safe. Yes. And that's probably going to be overkill for most people, but if you've set it aside and you don't have to pay it in, then you can just pay yourself a nice bonus when tax time rolls around.
0: Okay. I think that everyone's going to find that super helpful getting started and kind of getting a feel of how it is to pay taxes as a business owner rather than an individual. It is very different and it takes some time getting used to paying taxes as a business owner. So you have set up your bank account and made sure to do bookkeeping to keep track of your income and expenses that will give you your profit and help you know how much to set aside for taxes. Now, the next mistake we see is not treating your business as a business from the start. Now, what do we mean by that? Let's say you start baking cupcakes on the weekend to earn some extra money, and you think maybe you'll make an extra $1,000 doing this. You should still do all of those steps we talked about here, no matter if you think you will make $10 or $10,000. The reason is, one, like I said earlier, the extra income may sneak up on you, and you may make more than you thought. Then you are stuck paying taxes on income that you didn't really plan for. You also very likely miss many important expenses that you need for that income buried in your personal expenses, and you will still need to know the total amount spent on supplies when you file your tax return, and you won't have that information. So the bottom line is you will pay too much in taxes and won't be prepared for that. Also, like Carson said earlier, the self-employment tax rate is 15.3%. So the taxes you would pay on a small 1099 NEC for some side work for, let's say, $2,000 would actually be a lot more than you would pay if you had W-2 income of $2,000. And the difference is just those self-employment taxes. On the flip side, you could very well have a loss at the beginning when you're starting a business. Many people do. And keeping track of your income and expenses will actually save you that year. So. Start as you intend to go. Don't procrastinate and think you will start treating your business as a business when it starts making money. Do these things right from the start.
1: Yes, that's a very important one. Now, one that we've actually seen come up this year is sales tax.
0: Sales tax.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So ominous. Well, the very first thing you want to do is do some research. Find out if the kind of work you're doing is subject to sales tax. It's not always clear. So feel free to call your local state tax office and just ask them. I would normally wouldn't advise you to call the IRS and ask them specific questions about your income tax situation. No. Uh, you'd be on hold for a really long time and you might not get the answer you're looking for. But the states I've dealt with many, many states and they've all been a little bit more helpful and also you can get through a lot more quickly than you usually can when you call the IRS. So just call and maybe in a few minutes you'll even get someone on the phone that can answer your question and tell you if you're subject to sales tax. If you are, just make sure you're charging it. You know, it's not a tax that you actually have to pay. You just charge it to your customers and then hold on to it and then give it to the government for them. So
0: So when you say charge it, what you actually mean is you collect it you set it aside and you give it back to the government.
1: Exactly. So one, one thing you can do with that is maybe even open a separate account. Some people call it their tax account. And maybe once a week or so, you move money over into that account to represent the sales tax that you've charged your customers, because you'll only be paying in the sales tax to the local state once a month or sometimes even once a quarter. But if you leave it there for that long, I'm afraid you might end up spending some of that. And the state does not look kindly on that because unlike income tax, which you're paying on money that you've made and it's your money until you pay it in, the sales tax isn't your money. You've charged it to a customer and you're just holding on to it for them until it's time to pay it into the state. So when you don't pay it into the state, the state kind of feels like you're stealing money from your customers and from them. Right. And- So unlike the IRS, who you might be able to put yourself on a payment plan for six years, and yes, you'll have lots of interest and penalties, with your sales tax, they will get aggressive very quickly on seizing assets and making your life miserable if you don't pay in what you're supposed to.
0: Yes, they will. We have actually seen that a couple times this year, some of our clients collecting sales tax and never filing the tax return and paying that in, and that did not end very well. So first and foremost, every state has different sales tax laws. So that's why it's a good first step to just give your state comptroller a call and just see if you are required to collect sales tax with your specific business. So that is five common mistakes that we see over and over again. If you're starting a new business, make sure to avoid these. And if you've already started and you listen to a few of these thinking, oh no, it's certainly not too late. Do them now and get back on track.
1: For sure. No one's a lost cause here. It's easier to do these right from the start, but that doesn't mean you can't turn things around if you realize you've already messed up a few of these.
0: Absolutely. Okay, well, that's all we have for you today. Tune in to our next episode where we will discuss how to get ready for tax time what you need to give to your CPA and what your CPA does not want you to do at tax time.
1: <laughs> yes, and please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and if you found this episode helpful, please let us know and if there are any specific items you'd love to hear discussed on a future episode, let us know on Instagram.
0: So you can find us on Instagram at what your CPA wants you to know and until next time, Thank you for listening to What What Your CPA CPA Wants Wants You You to Know podcast. podcast.
1: This podcast is intended to provide accounting and tax information for educational purposes only. All tax situations are unique and should be handled with the assistance of a tax professional.